Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff, like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's OMRI certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. Welcome to True Crime Garage. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nick, and with me, as always, is your favorite co-host, and together, we roll tonight to the guitar bite. Here is the captain. Yeah, for those about to rock, we salute you. It's good to be seen. It's good to see you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. Today we are drinking Out Here by Mast Landing Brewing Company. Out Here is crafted to match whatever landscape you are exploring. This is a medium-bodied New England-style India Pale Ale brewed with big notes of fresh citrus over a tropical foundation. And let's give some thanks to our good friends. First up, a big cheers to Juliana from Chino Hills and her cousin Victoria. A big we like your jib to Ashley from Manhattan, Kansas. And a cheers to Orla in New York. And a big shout out to Lisa in Powell, Ohio. And a cheers to Jean, who is coming to us from Elk River, Minnesota. And last, but certainly not least by a mile, we have a double-fisted cheers that goes out to Ashley and Larissa at Hill Air Force Base in Utah. Everyone we just mentioned helped us out with this week's beer fun. So a big thank you to all of you. Yeah, B-W-E-R-R-U-N, Beer Run. Make sure you go to our page, truecrimegarage.com. Sign up on the mailing list so you're in the know about promo codes to our store page. And if you'd like more True Crime Garage in your earballs, check out our bonus show called Off the Record that's exclusively on Citra Premium. You can find a link to that on our website at truecrimegarage.com. And that is enough of the business. All right, everybody, gather around, grab a chair, grab a beer. Let's talk some true crime. Beyond any help, do you, do you want to try CPR? Yeah, 
somehow got in the back of my... Uh, they, okay. Okay, you're cutting out. Uh, hang on a second. Okay. Okay. Uh, I can't even get turned to her. Please. Hey. Can you hear me? See if he's breathing. Thank you, yes. He is breathing? He's, he's gasping for air, they said. How old is he, do you know? How old is he, you think? Maybe 20, 19, 20, 21, somewhere like that. Shot at? Uh, in the head. In the head? Or, yeah, I can't really see him, but there. Is he alert at all? Is he conscious? Uh, he don't look like it. And when did this happen? Um, Three minutes ago. You say three minutes ago? No, 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 no. Okay, you're hard to hear again. Anyway. You're cutting out, sir. Uh, you're cutting out. I can't understand you. I'm trying to find the spot where I can talk. Hello? I can hear you now. Oh, okay. Uh... Right now I called you. What was your name? Uh, James Lee. Can you hear me? <laughs> Durante Martin was born in St. Louis where he lived until he was about 10 years old. Then he, his mom, her name is Erica Lotz, and his six siblings moved to Park Hills, a town of about 8,500 residents, 60 miles southwest of St. Louis. Park Hills was a very different type of environment than the urban one in St. Louis. First of all, of course, it was a much smaller community. In a town this size, most people know each other. It was a much less racially diverse community. Durante and his family were very much in the minority. One article we found describes the old Lead Belt region of Missouri, where Park Hills is located as 95% white. Durante's family is black. In the spring of this year, 2021, Durante was 19 years old, and he had graduated the year before from Central High School. Durante started out at Central, but then transferred to an alternate school due to his less-than-stellar attendance record. While he was at this other school, an assistant football coach from Central took note of him, partially because of his impressive size, and encouraged him to get his attendance on track so he could return to Central and play football. And he did. Durante's cousin Isaiah Welch later told NBC5 News that the two played on the team together, and being football players changed their lives for the better. He said, Quote, when we were kids, we used to live in the same trailer park together. He lived right in front of me, so our windows were facing each other. And when our parents fell asleep, we'd go to the windows and open up the curtains and look at each other and sneak out of the house and do whatever we wanted to do because we were bad kids. Football definitely changed us. The coaches and stuff like that just helping us through this life because we didn't have it easy growing up. Durante was six foot three inches tall and 250 pounds and was very athletic. His cousin Isaiah said he could do a lot of things big boys like him couldn't really do. He was fast and he could catch the ball real good. There are quite a few stories in the local papers throughout Durante's high school football career in which his prowess on the field is reported. He was a star defensive tackle on Central's Rebels football team and earned himself a scholarship to a small college in another state. But the school was requiring that Durante bring up his SAT scores. So he took a year off after high school and worked, and studied for his entrance exams. He was preparing to go to summer football camp, 
And he held down two jobs, one at Walmart and one at a local restaurant, until he was laid off during the pandemic. Then his mom bought a house in Ferguson, a suburb of St. Louis, and the family relocated again to the town of about 20,000 people, 13 miles northwest of St. Louis. On April 23, 2021, Durante left the Ferguson house in the company of some friends from his alternative high school in Park Hills. So he left the house that night with people that his mother didn't know that well. He told his mom that one of them would drop him off at his grandmother's house. This is Kimberly Robinson. She still lived in Park Hills. But Durante never showed up. This next bit of information is all from a statement released by Madison County Sheriff Katie McCutcheon. On April 29th on the Sheriff's Department's Facebook page, this is what they put on there, Captain. On Sunday, April 25th at approximately 3.01 a.m., Madison County Dispatch received a 911 call from a residence located at 1773 Highway Z in Fredericktown in reference to a 21-year-old male shot in the head and was not conscious. In the 911 call, a man who identifies himself as James Wade says he needs cops and an ambulance. Apparently, a guy just shot himself, he says to the dispatcher. He confirms the Highway Z address. A girl in the background can be heard crying and yelling something like, I hate this. He confirms that the victim is not breathing and then tells someone in the background to check and see if he's breathing. He is gasping for air, it sounds like, he says. When asked the victim's age... The caller says he's 19, 20, 21, something like that. Where was he shot? The dispatcher asks. In the head, the caller says. No, he was not alert or conscious. The sheriff's statement continued. Madison County Sheriff's Office, Madison County EMS, and Cherokee Pass Fire Department was dispatched to this location. Upon arrival to the scene, the male subject was located in the attic area of the residence and was found to be deceased. The statement said the dead man was identified as Durante Martin, age 19. Sheriff McCutcheon's Facebook statement went on to address the autopsy of the deceased, saying an autopsy was performed on the deceased on Monday, April 26, 2021, at the St. Francis County Morgue in Farmington, Missouri. The initial investigation was led by the Madison County Sheriff's and Madison County Coroner's Office with the assistance of the Missouri State Highway Patrol. Preliminary evidence revealed the male subject died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Once the final autopsy results and all witness statements have been received, the complete report will be submitted to the Madison County Prosecutor's Office for further review. So four days after the 911 call, about Durante being shot, the sheriff had preliminarily concluded that this was a suicide and said so publicly. Well, we all know my feelings about them making statements too early. Take your time. Say you're doing an investigation. Let the evidence lead you to your final findings. You're exactly right, Captain, because they are saying in their own statement, this is not the final autopsy. Uh, it is an autopsy that we performed, and this is what we found. Preliminary evidence is showing us that this was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. My guess is that preliminary evidence that they're talking about is less scientific and more witness statements. Right. And so you're right. If this is not the final autopsy, then why release anything at all? Because you've not finished your job. You've not completed the work. And the other thing, too, if you're going to make such a statement that could be found to be controversial, which ends up being just that, maybe release a more detailed statement. Back it up with facts and actual evidence. Mm -hmm. It's a very brief statement that says, hey, we reviewed it. This is what happened. But they don't really tell you how they got to that conclusion. Makes you question why a 19-year-old is in a house that we he obviously doesn't know the house that well but why is he in the attic by himself and where did he get this firearm again that goes back to their statement we don't have much information we don't know what those witness statements would be 
So it's hard to even say that he was in that space, in that attic by himself. Right. It gets really wishy-washy here on this whole thing, and that's what we're going to tear through right now. Because immediately, Durante's mother and grandmother both dispute the suicide findings. They're saying, look, this kid was not suicidal. Mm -hmm. They say that Durante was a big, happy, jolly kid. And that seems to be an opinion that's shared by his friends and family as well. Well, but we all know depression is a bitch, right? And not always does somebody show signs of depression to others. You're exactly right. And that's such a such a sad thing. And you can understand maybe mom and grandma have it wrong. Maybe that he was holding on to some kind of dark secret or maybe this was something he was able to keep away from his family. And of course, unfortunately, we've all seen cases where the family is the last to know that their loved one is, in fact, suicidal. But we also have some evidence of his mindset. I mean, he is working two jobs. That takes a lot of energy, um, motivation to work at a Walmart and a restaurant. So... I'd be interested to see how many hours he was working, but to me that that is evidence of somebody that's more motivated trying to do something with their lives. Yeah, and keep in mind, this is going to be going on after everything got shut down, mm-hmm. and so he did lose one of those jobs because of the shutdown. I This is one thing that's going to perplex me for the rest of my days, Captain. I don't understand why the mom-and-pop small stores and restaurants got closed during the pandemic, but the giants that don't need any money like Walmart and Target were allowed to stay open and shuffle in as many people as they could. But what I see here, and this is one of these stories that, look, I don't love the overall story of this case. I love the beginning of the story because what do we see here? We see a young man, a, a teenage, a teenager who is not necessarily doing the right things, right? He's skipping out of school, maybe kind of half-assing it along the way. Yeah, but the system is not set up. The school system is not set up for most kids. But what I love about the story, and I think where you're going, is somebody says, okay, well, you might not like this system, and this system might not favor you, but do you like sports? Do you? Is there some interest that I could get you involved in? I mean, I hated school. Awful student. But because... I enjoyed the music programs that that was the gateway to try to be a good student. You didn't want to miss class because you're going to miss jazz band or you're going to miss orchestra class. or you, So you went to school because those classes kept you, kept you coming back. And so same here. Oh, I want to play sports. Well, I have to go to school. I have to do mathematics and English and science classes in order to be able to play sports. Well, and I don't, you know, the system doesn't really apply here. In my opinion, this is a setup where the kid's just not going to school. I mean, it doesn't matter no, but the reason what's why, set up there. If you don't, what I'm saying to is, attend. what I'm saying is he might've gave up on school because it just wasn't working for him. What so, I love is, what is exactly what you said. You see a kid that, that is presented an opportunity where And kudos to this coach who went out of the, his way or her way to say, hey, look, there's some, here's something for you, a little light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. If you can get your attendance up and actually participate in class and attend the classes, there might be a spot for you on this football team. And so what we're seeing here to me is a kid that can find motivation or be presented with motivation, right. and then work toward earning a goal, an achievement. And he did that, so much so that it translated into a scholarship offer for him. Mm-hmm. And now he's kind of back at that step again where, hey, I'm out of school for a year, but I'm working toward getting those SAT scores up because my scholarship is still waiting for me. So, of course, we have his family that are saying they're going to present the ideas that, hey, there's good things going on in this kid's life that are, I mean, everything's moving in the right direction for Durante at this time. Mm -hmm. And that's why they point out that, Hey, if he were suicidal, this 
point in his life doesn't make any sense that he would be suicidal at this point in his life because things were bad before they're not so bad now and they're moving in the right direction. Like we, so we know that his mother, Erica recently purchased a home in Ferguson for herself and her kids. This is the first time in Durante's life that he has his own bedroom rather than sharing one with some of his siblings. And then we have video footage that shows that he was still in the process of settling into his new house and his new bedroom. Erica, his mom bought Durante new sneakers, new clothes, and a flat screen TV for his room. So according to the family, Durante was very happy. Erica told the TV news reporter that Durante was so excited about their new living situation that he was showing off his new room to friends on video calls, even though there wasn't even furniture in his room yet. Right. And so again, they're just kind of underlining and echoing this idea that it just didn't really make sense that Durante who had challenges in the past would select this time in his life when things were looking up to take his own life. And they'd have more evidence than anybody else in the world. You know, his mother and grandmother. Yes. And we have NBC five news who interviewed Durante's former high school football coach, who had visited with Durante just a month before his death. This is Corey Schweiss, who said he was happy, big smile on his face. I asked him how everything was going, and he said, great, and he was having a good time. And again, we also circle back to the idea that we don't always know everything that's going on with an individual if they don't choose to share. Well, and and suicide is not something that's, always something that's a lingering issue true i believe there's some people that are very capable and having their life go in the right direction and sometimes just wake up on the wrong side of the bed and that day they make a decision that's a fatal one like everything else it can be impulsive at times now there are many things that we simply do not know in this case and we're not going to sit here in the garage and try to pretend otherwise And what we do know in this case only raises more questions. For example, there are no details that this is, this is the shit. Sorry. This case gets me a little worked up. This is the stuff that, that we really, really need to be told so we can make heads or tails of what the hell happened here. Because you have a very suspicious looking situation. On the surface, underneath the surface, however you want to shake it out until we know what the heck happened. So what we do know only raises more questions. For example, there are no details about where the gun came from, whether the gun was collected at the scene, or even what type of gun it was. And Sheriff Katie McCutcheon isn't talking. They're not filling in any of those blanks for us. Well, that's bullshit. Another thing we do not know is what exactly Durante was doing at this house in the first place. Mm -hmm. What is he doing at the place where he died? His family says they have no idea how he ended up where he did. I have a couple of thoughts, but we don't have anything that's concrete to tell us why he would be at this house. And there's reasons to point out and suggest that maybe this might not be the most inviting or welcoming home for Durante to be hanging out at the house where Durante was shot was the location for a party of kids from a different high school, not central. So him being 19 years old makes some sense. He ends up at a party amongst his peers. It was a girl's 18th birthday party at a home in Fredericktown. This is a tiny town of about 4,000, about 27 miles South of park Hills. There are conflicting accounts of how Durante ended up at this party. Reportedly, he was brought there by some friends. Another rumor is that Durante did not want to go to this party because he knew that there would be some guys or a guy that he had a beef with. Mm -hmm. According to one source, keep in mind Durante's situation. He's working hard and studying, trying to get those SAT scores up because he wants to take advantage of the opportunity of that scholarship. This does not strike me. And again, 19, we're all a little dumb in different ways. I certainly was. I was super dumb. You and I were leading the pack of dumbness. I was was the (laughs) head of the class. I'm happy. Knock on wood, I'm happy to be alive. But 
so we know we we can factor in 19 year old male dumbness but Mm. what i see here is a guy that's not going to screw up this opportunity that's being handed to him and so showing up at a place where you know something might go down or police get called yeah isn't going to help you on your way to that scholarship well also maybe you just don't want to fight somebody true you know hey it's friday night you're working your butt off the last thing you want to do on your free time is then have a fight you know you just want to hang out with people have a good night according to one source and please take this with a uh, shot of whiskey and grain of salt as it has not been confirmed by any of the authorities again they're not really saying anything but this piece of information hasn't even been confirmed by Durante's family but what the rumor is is that there was a white teen at this party who had been arrested for first degree assault in the past. And for whatever reason, this guy believed that Durante had ratted him out to the cops. And the rumor that was going around is this dude wanted payback and he was preparing to get it aided by, you know, a group of his friends. Now we were able to verify that this guy named online as Adam Rulo was indeed arrested for serious assault on another guy, and it involved a shooting. We found this article in the Park Hills, Missouri Daily Journal dated April 15, 2021, just three weeks before Durante's death, that says, an area man faces felony charges in St. Francis County after allegedly shooting another man in February. Adam Rulo, 19, of Park Hills, was charged on Wednesday with first-degree assault and armed criminal action according to a probable cause statement from the St. Francis County Sheriff's Department. Rulo reportedly shot a man on February 17th at a location on Route DD south of Farmington. The bullet reportedly hit the alleged victim in his stomach area and lodged near the man's spine. The report states that doctors are unable to remove the bullet from the man's body due to its location. The lodged projectile now reportedly prevents the man from engaging in any sporting activities. Court records show Rulo has previous convictions of fourth-degree assault stemming from a 2019 incident, and he pled guilty to the charge and was given a suspended sentence of two years of unsupervised probation. Yeah, so we have this guy, that this teenager that wants to be a gangster, and then we have this other teenager that not only is he trying to get his life together, his mother is a shining example of progression through life and and winning at the game of life through hard work. And, you know, this thing, we review this situation from the newspaper article here, and we understand it's a totally unrelated incident, but it does show that, one, this Adam Rulo was involved in a skirmish right before Ronte's death. With a firearm. Exactly. Two, he likes to shoot people. Yeah. So if the rumor was that he wanted to get payback against Durante, this statement could hold some weight. This rumor could hold some weight because there is this information backing some of that thought up. Right. And no matter if you're 6'3", 250, you're not going to go in uh, to a gunfight with fisticuffs. So that might be another reason why he didn't want to go to a party where this individual might be at because he knows this individual, whether it's he has extra friends, but he knows this individual is probably carrying a gun and probably going around telling everybody that he's carrying around guns. Again, this could mean absolutely zero, right? But what it does is it starts to piece together that we have this guy that we know to be involved in gun violence that may or may not have been at this party. We don't have confirmation that Adam Rulo was at the party, just allegations posted online by people claiming to be in the know saying that he was, in fact, there. Mm-hmm. So we have, if they are right and he was there, then we have a situation where we have a guy that we know to be involved in gun violence is at the same place at the same time as someone who ends up being killed by way of gun. Well, this, along with the evidence and thought process of his mother and his grandmother 
these are reasons that you don't come out and give findings of suicide until you're absolutely 100% sure. Thank you. Do you want to set your child up for success? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out IXL Learning today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. Kids could use it at home on their computer or on an app on your phone or a tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything for you. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. I love recommending IXL learning. Kids can learn at home or on the go. And all my friends and family that are using it absolutely love it because it's so easy to set up and so easy to use. And even the kids that I've recommended it to their parents have told me, hey, Captain, thank you. I was having problems in math and my parents couldn't help me, but IXL could. Do you want to get your kids back on track or do you just want to get your kids ahead? Do so with IXL Learning. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And True Crime Garage listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com garage. Visit IXL.com garage to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Check out IXL.com garage today. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. Save a lot of money with Mint Mobile. Get their great mobile wireless service delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. That's premium service at a great price. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash TCG. That's mintmobile.com slash TCG. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash TCG. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no-prep, no-mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. 
I am new to Factor, and I have been loving every minute of it. I have a problem, and it's called lunch. Some days I need a pack of lunch, and some days I work from home. Whether I'm at home or whether I'm on the go, Factor is fueling my lunch from now on. Head to factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 and use code truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code truecrimegarage50 at factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, we're back. Cheers to the people, the nasty people in the front. Hmm. And uh, cheers to you, Colonel. But also, look, we're not experts. We're not health, mental health experts. So anything that we're saying, um, know that we take suicide very serious. And if you are struggling with anything, a number that you can call is 1-800-273-8255. Five, five. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And they will be happy to talk with you as much as you need it. Now, Durante's shooting captain took place at a home owned by a man named James Wade. Reportedly, that night was his daughter's 18th birthday party. In an interview with KDSK St. Louis, Wade said that he got home from fishing about 30 minutes before he heard the shot. He said he was downstairs and he heard the gunshot from upstairs. He called 911 to try to help, he said. It needs to be said that this guy, Wade, has never been named by police in this case. In fact, some mainstream media outlets won't even publish his name. But he has a public Facebook page and has posted openly about this case and acknowledged the shooting at his home in social media and in interviews, so we consider his name fair game. Durante's mother, Erica Lotz, says that her son had zero connections to this Wade guy. According to NBC5 News, Wade said that his daughter didn't know Durante well, but he showed up at their house with some other friends. Who the other party attendees were has never been released to the public. My guess here is, Captain, she's turning 18. Maybe a certain percentage, maybe even a large percentage of these other party attendees might be minors, and that might be the thought for not releasing the names. And we know how high school parties go. We don't know if this was supposed to be this huge birthday bash or if it was, hey, we're having 15, 20 people over, and then that turns into everybody and their brother showing up. I want to throw something out here, too, because I think this is lost in the mix here, because there's a lot to get heated about in this case, a lot to get worked up on, and sometimes we can overlook or underthink some of the information that's provided to us. And you're not going to hear me come to the defense of this James Wade very often. Heck, this might be the only time in this episode that I do so. But because we don't have clarity or an understanding of, like you said, Captain, the the parameters of this party, we also need to keep in mind there's a chance. There's a chance that James Wade may not have known this party was going to be happening in his house. Right. High school kids, I don't know if this is a news flash for anybody out there. If it is, <laughs> um, you, you late to the party yourself. But uh, newsflash, sometimes high school kids have parties at their parents' homes and the parents don't know about it. And maybe they thought, maybe his daughter thought dad's going to be gone the whole night fishing and came home and found, oh, there's a party in my house. And for all we know, he was tipped off by somebody. Hey, do you know there's all these people at your house? And then we go back to something else that we, again, it's a lot of we do not know. Um, we don't know what Durante was doing in the attic of this house or 
if anybody else was with him at the time that this gun goes off. Well, it's also not clear because an addict here to me, you'd have to get up into somebody's crawl space. And so you'd be going through a little rinky dink ladder through a little hole or was their attic something where it was like a, a third level that they just used as storage or something? Yeah, I'm guessing this must be a, I, I have no idea. You're right. Some of them are quite small and tight spaces. There's other ones that uh, people turn into rooms right. in their home. Heck, Clark Griswold spent a whole afternoon in his attic one day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we don't know what he was doing up in this space of the house and if there was anyone with him at the time when this gun went off. If you could prove that there wasn't anybody with him, then we'd have a pretty open and shut case. Right. Again, they've they being the sheriff's department have come to a conclusion, but they're not telling us how they arrived at that conclusion. Now, on the flip side of what I said about James Wade not knowing about this party, that there's a small chance that that happened, rumors are that James Wade was known to host these types of parties where there is underage drinking going on. Mm. So a responsible parent. Right. There's also a rumor, and if Mr. Wade wants to come out at me for some of these rumors, uh, this is all stuff that can be found online. Uh, This is not stuff that I'm just creating and making up. So there you need to come at a lot of people, but there's a strong, I would say there's a good rumor going around that he might be involved in some drug dealing or low level drug dealing. And maybe these parties, if in fact he is hosting or allowing these parties to go down at his home, right that maybe some of the party attendees are his customers, if you want to call them. That, again, we can't verify any of this. These are all rumors and accusations posted by other people on the Madison County Sheriff's Facebook page and Wade's own page. And they might not be customers, but he might view this as a business opportunity. Now, this next bit contains information that we cannot back up. We cannot find any articles reporting it, but many people in the area have pointed out in the wake of Durante's death that there was a previous suicide of a young man on James Wade's property. Now, again, we cannot verify this, but in a way, James Wade himself did so. Someone screen grabbed a text response he sent to their phone. We don't know what it was in response to, but here's what Wade's response said. Hey, stupid ass, it's only two suicides that have happened, and I wasn't here for either of them, you blank bitch. It goes on, but it's just more derogatory and insulting language, so we'll leave it out. Oh, come on, read it. Well, the interesting thing here, Captain, is I don't think it's very hard for people to believe that a suicide went down at someone's house. Now, if you told me that two of them went down at someone's house. Something's wrong. Right. Don't you start to question everything at that point? You go, okay, we need to review both of these situations in detail And really get to the bottom of what's going on. Because it doesn't make no sense. No. Now, what makes James Wade extremely suspicious in the eyes of the Martin family and the activist community is that he is a racist and white supremacist. His Facebook profile picture is not a photo of himself, but rather a cartoon drawing of a middle finger imposed against an American flag background with the caption, Here's my apology for being white. According to NBC5 News in 2017 and 2018, Wade posted pictures on his Facebook page, including one of a black man with a chain around his neck and the words, my great, great, great grandfather's tractor. Oh, so this guy, Wade, is a giant piece of shit. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. You can smell the racism. Well, and that's what we're, we're pointing out here is that even if... Let's pretend everything went down just as as we're told that it did, right? This guy is not a good guy, 
And horrible guy. And even just this happening, one suicide on his property of a black young male should be looked at under the lens of suspicion. Yes. I mean, look, we talked about Ayla Reynolds case and one thing that was local rumor that we didn't report on in that case, because we had a lot of facts in that case, but one rumor that I believe to have been true is that when the police showed up to the call of this missing little kid, there's beer bottles and beer cans and paraphernalia all over the house. Paraphernalia. Don't you go into that situation saying there's a missing toddler and this is what I'm seeing is going on in the house when all these kids are here and you look at that under a lens of suspicion? You show up to a racist home where a person of a different ethnicity dies on his property. You're looking at this with a suspicion, with some suspicion. Yeah, because your job is to serve and protect every citizen no matter what race they are but on top of that you owe it to this family you owe it to the community to say this wade guy is suspicious because of his ignorant uh, thoughts on the world and of other people and so we have to do we need to double down on our due diligence and make sure that we are as transparent as possible, not only with the family, but the community. Well, murder and violence involves a certain level of anger and hate. And you yes. can obviously see that this man has some hate in him. Yes, he has a motive. The other thing that points to him being a racist is, and this is, again is from his social media stuff, was another picture. This is of a black dog and the words... I had a black dog once. I named him Food Stamps. Yeah. So these all appear to be memes constructed by other people, and and maybe Wade reposted these, but it's clear that he endorses the racist sentiments that they express. And we don't know if Durante knew, hey, this house that we're going to this party, not only is there a guy that might show up that I don't want anything to do with, but hurt this girl's dad is a known racist mm -hmm. and maybe that would be another reason you wouldn't want to go to this party as for who killed durante james wade said in one of several interviews i know that i didn't do it and i tried to help him but nobody's talking about that so i guess he's looking for praise for calling 911. but there's more after durante's death wade posted the following image on his Facebook page, a photo of a white man, a middle-class dad-looking type of dude with a large handgun pointing at something off camera. He's standing in a home, shielding a wife and baby behind him. The caption says, don't get it twisted. I believe all lives matter regardless of color. However, that belief is null and voided if you invade my home and endanger my family. I don't know exactly what message he's trying to put out with that, but at the very least, when you're being talked about and you have someone yeah. who dies from a gun-related incident inside your home, not only are you racist, and I, I know that this these words go hand-in-hand hand and are often in the same sentence, so I'm no genius here, but not only do you come off as racist, you come off very incredibly ignorant at the same time no and, and the thing too is that we we're supposed to applaud you we're supposed to give you praise because you called 911 like go fuck yourself now many people online saw this statement as some type of confession particularly because his daughter carrie posted that there wasn't a party and durante was not supposed to be there her posts are clearly trying to divert blame from her family. Here's one of the posts on Facebook. Quote, there was no alcohol. There wasn't even a party. My sister's celebration was over before midnight. He wasn't even there or invited to our family shit. He was there with his friend, Zach. So 
So that's where you, I sit yeah, there and what? go, well, which is it? You know, he, he, was he, there not he wasn't there. there. He was there. There was a party. There wasn't a party. It's almost like she's trying to imply, well, he wasn't there. And then so he was trespassing. Well, publicly. Um, so if you're stating that this uh, individual is trespassing, your father is now posting uh, a picture stating, hey, I'll, I'll shoot anybody that's threatening my family or trespassing on my property. So are you saying that you killed this guy and now you're you're stating it's a suicide? Well, James Wade publicly has stuck to his story, uh, regardless of what his daughter is posting online. Piece of shit. He said that he was downstairs and Durante suddenly shot himself upstairs he has not tried to portray Durante as an intruder at any time or cite the stand your ground defense. Instead, he's saying that Durante did this to himself. Let's get into some more of the family's questions that they have in, in greater detail here. Uh, we have Durante's mom, Erica, who has not been happy with the information or lack thereof that the family has been getting or not getting from the Madison County Sheriff's office. Okay, here, told, but here's my question. If they ruled it a suicide, then the case is closed and they would have every opportunity to receive the whole case file. Have they been able to do this yet? Yes, they have. And that's where we end up with more, so they're saying we got the case I don't files, think that, but they there's don't, no, a bunch no, no, of blanks. No, no, they don't have the case file. Mm. They don't have the case file, but they, we have some more information that is coming from his family rather than the sheriff's office. And she is saying that his mother has said publicly that she never spoke with anyone from the sheriff's department until a month after her son died. And she told a reporter that she never received official word of Durante's death. She heard about it from someone else. You know, they didn't show up with officers on her doorstep to inform her what happened further. She was never given any details or explanations of the circumstances from the sheriff's department. Erica recorded a conversation she had with Sheriff Katie McCutcheon when she finally got her on the phone. This was in May of 2021 the sheriff would not discuss things like the caliber of the gun that killed Durante or where the gun came from, which that's a big deal because yeah, there's because nobody saying that it was Durante's gun, that he showed up at the scene with a gun, that he had a gun, that he owned a gun. Yeah. And they're that's not a even big telling deal where the gun they, came from. They're not even telling you that they have evidence that he shot a gun. And then on, so then on top of that, you have this racist, known at least low-level drug dealer that might have weapons in the house possible and drug if it dealer. and if it comes from you know shitbag wade if it's his gun well there there's more questions well in the recording it can be heard that um sheriff katie mccutcheon says that she could not discuss the ongoing investigation with the the victim's mother she put erica in touch with the madison county sheriff's a sheriff deputy named Nick Adams, who also gave her virtually no information and refused to discuss the gun part of the case. NBC five news got a hold of that recorded conversation. So you can find that uh, if you do a little bit of digging, here's a, a piece from it that I found interesting. We have Erica, the mother saying, do you have anybody, a suspect? Are you going to arrest anybody? And the deputy Adams replying, I can't really discuss any of that, but I can tell you I've talked to everyone that was there that night. I've taken statements from everybody and the investigation is ongoing. Erica, can you tell me where the gun came from? Adams responds, I cannot, ma'am. Here's the other difficult thing here. We have within a few days of them saying publicly on their Facebook page, We've done a partial autopsy. It's not finalized yet. We have some preliminary evidence. They don't say what that is exactly, but we've ruled this to be a suicide. And here you have a recorded conversation that is taking place after that information is released on the sheriff department on their Facebook page to where the deputy is clearly telling the victim's mother, we cannot discuss an open investigation. That's them confirming it's an open investigation. And if it's not, then don't use those words. Mm -hmm. And 
and that is that's always the wall that some of these officers stand behind when they don't want to be it's not just about being forthcoming it's they are aware they're being looked at under a lens of suspicion and so their best answer is no answer at all and another odd and concerning twist Erica says she never recovered Durante's personal items. She has never, like, his clothing he was wearing, his shoes, his wallet have never been returned to her. The Madison County coroner, Scott Fallis, has told Lotz, uh, his mother, all of her son's belongings went with him to the mortuary, which handled the funeral. And the representatives from the mortuary said that they never received the any personal belongings of Durante's from the coroner. So it's uh, one person pointing the finger at another, and then there's a, po- a finger pointing right back at them. Now, this is odd. We have a situation where she does end up receiving maybe something that could provide some evidence in this case, and that is Durante's phone. And this is a few days after his death. One of the teens who picked up Durante from Erica's house came over to her home a few days after the death and brought Durante's cell phone to Erica. And Erica told NBC News through tears, all of his contacts were gone. His text messages we're gone. Yeah, that's shady. I, I would like to know more about this phone. And uh, this is where, look, Durante's mother and grandmother and family are doing everything that they should be doing, in my opinion, in this case. They're getting answers that don't make sense, that don't add up, that they don't like. So they are going to the public and saying, look, there's a problem here. We don't know or understand exactly what the problem is, but there's a problem. So I applaud them for that, and I want to push a little further. Can we learn some more information about this phone, about Durante's phone? Could it be as simple as someone was trying to access the phone and it and it cleared itself off? You know, after too many tries of the mm. wrong password, or that's not what would happen. You know, lock your phone out, but it's not going to delete your contacts. And I'd I'd also want to know what what was the call history? Do we have do we have call history? Do we have text message history? If all that stuff is cleared, you have a very suspicious item. Well, I would believe that you could obtain some of that information from the service provider. Yeah, possibly. Or if it was backed up in some way. But again, we don't know the make and the model of the phone. But still, that's very suspicious that all the contacts and everything would but they, be cleared. Yeah, the service provider would have a, a call log of incoming and outcoming calls and probably incoming and outgoing text, not the actual messages themselves, but who the numbers were going to. Right. And so that's what I'm saying. I, I, I would like, if, if his family is looking for a public outcry, then I urge them to do what the sheriff's department is not willing to do for them put out some more information. Let's let's really try to stir the pot with some some more information because is this there are phones that are are easily wiped clean more than others mm-hmm. and that can be done unintentionally. Is this something that someone actually had to physically go through and and clear everything out? I would like a little more information on that. I would also especially if if mom or the next of kin could contact the service provider and try to get some information from them. And I, and I encourage them to do that because you know, who's not doing it is the sheriff's department. Well, they're probably doing it. They're just not releasing any of that information because they want to only release things that fit their narrative. And I, I think the other thing too is with the they cell didn't phone, even bother to collect the phone. Yeah. The night when they retrieved the body from the home. So I and I'm I wasn't there. I don't know if they were asking about the phone and and, and searching for it themselves. But mm-hmm. it seems like when you show up and somebody dies from uh, a gunshot, that- suicide at a party, which is very 
odd. A suicide at a, at a party at a house that there has already been another suicide. Well, and the thing here too is I wrote down, you know, some questions I had about the case and, and the, the night, the, the scene, um, and some of the, the things that could result in evidence. And one of the questions I wrote down here is now that Durante's family has the phone in their possession, uh, we know that they received it a few days after, after he passed away, but did they at any time attempt to give it to the authorities to turn it over to law enforcement? And yeah, but why would I, you turn over anything to the exactly. law enforcement? That's not, if and, they haven't and, already don't do that because again, it doesn't seem that the sheriff's department is overly concerned with anything other than what they have already found or concluded. And again, I don't know much about this phone. I don't, I don't know the bank and model, but if it has a SIM card or something like that, you could, you know, all you'd have to do is get that SIM card out and then there'd be no information on the phone. Well, and you could hire a forensic technician, someone that, that's, that has expertise in this area and they can go through. But I think if that SIM card's gone, that there might not be a way to retrieve any of that information. Again, but again, it's not a tit- expert. It's a tidbit of, uh, it's a little knowledge nugget, but we don't have the whole meal there, right? There's, we don't know if we don't know why it doesn't have any information on it. Is it as simple as you said that somebody removed the SIM card again, if Durante's and this is me pleading with them, if you are looking for a public outcry to get the answers that you deserve, us as the public, we need some more information. Tell us everything about that phone. Well, the sad thing is there already should be outcry. I mean, the fact that they're ruling it a suicide before they collect all the evidence. There's two suicides at this dirt bag, at this known racist's house, possible underage drinking, underage drug use. Um, you also have, uh, I don't know, was he a convicted felon that was there? that had an issue. Well, again, I, I want to make sure that we're, we're discussing a lot of rumors here mm-hmm. in the garage today, and I'm separating a couple of those rumors out from the others because we don't have anything to back it up. So the things that we need to be very clear on is one, we don't know if James Wade deals any types of any kind of drugs or illegal Mm-hmm. substances at all we do we do not know that we don't have anything that that really strongly points to that other than there's local rumor that that's going on we also don't have other than people saying that this this uh felon was there that night we don't have anything other than that where in some cases we have like James Wade himself saying there was only two suicides here. So that rumor seems to have some truth or at least enough that James Wade is defending himself on that level. Uh, so, well, and and it's also the, the conflicting stories between him and his daughter about how many people were there when the party took place. It's, you know, it's very suspicious. Now you get his phone back and there's no information on the phone. Even more suspicious, the fact that cops are not even, it's almost like we're not contacting you. I mean, you're, again, you're supposed to serve and protect. You're not serving this family. Even if if you believe 100% that it was, and the evidence shows that it's a suicide, sit down with the family, explain it to them. Take the time. That's your job serve and protect doesn't doesn't matter what color the victim is well that might be the case captain it either they're not they're not sharing this information or doing their due diligence because of the color of the victim's family or maybe they just don't do it at all maybe they're just shitty at their jobs maybe they don't do it regardless of the color of anybody that they're just bad at what they do. And guess what? Bad sheriffs don't get reelected. Now, well, it shouldn't. Durante's, like you said, you have, you have a community that's primarily white, and that community needs to stand up 
for all their citizens and say, this, this isn't right. And they need to start thinking, what if this was my son? What if this was my daughter? Would I want answers? Yes, you would. And you need to stand up. And when it's time to uh, reelect any of these knuckleheads, you say, we ain't doing it. Because they, they play privilege and, and, and use a piece of shit if you stand by and let this stuff happen. This is not right what's happening to this family. And again, all they want is answers. All they want is some cooperation. That's all they want. Thank you for joining us here in the garage for everything true crime. Check us out at truecrimegarage.com. Make sure you sign up on our mailing list. And until tomorrow, so much more case to get to. Be good, be kind, and don't let her. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow.